Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast, and I have the wonderful Charles D. King. Charles, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, all that good stuff. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Charles D. King. I'm excited to be here today, hanging out with my new family, and yes. we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to have a great conversation. Charles, real quick, yeah. tell everybody what you do, because mm-hmm. you're a singer, mm-hmm. but you're a rapper as well, but, and an instrumentalist, too. Okay. What, what, what would you say, like, no, narrowing it all down, what do you really do? I am a creative. Actually, you just kind of listed it all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But I'm a, a creative. So music became um, something that was introduced to me when I was a very young kid. My parents were involved in church, oh, wow. uh, but they were also in the marching band in high school. So, okay. yeah, my dad, my mom, they were high school babies. So I, I was born while they were in high school. Uh, so I'm coming from just sounds and rhythm so from marching band to the choir stumping uh, and singing on Sundays, I was just surrounded by music. So, yeah, I am a product of music and church and uh, songs that just produce feelings for people to have an experience. I like that. Now, would you say you play instrument other than the piano, drums, mm-hmm. and- yeah. Guitar. You play anything else like sax? Anything? I w- I tried saxophone when I was in fifth grade, but I had asthma at the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't play that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was horrible. But yeah. my dad played saxophone for real. And so and I love smooth jazz. So I wish I could play saxophone, yeah. but not that ain't my thing. Now I heard one of what was it? Holy Spirit on your uh, album mm-hmm. has a sax in it. Yeah, soprano sax to be exact. Hey, I'm a sax player, hey. and I was like, I've never heard a sax on Holy Spirit. Yeah, that slap. Bro. Yo, listen. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Jason Bitten. He's actually in the area. Uh, he and I have been friends over the years, and he's played for me at different events, and for so real? I had to have him on that live record. Yeah, that whole, it, it was just beautiful. That whole record is like, get on your knees, call out to wow, God. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> That's it awesome. Hits. What made you want to do a live recording? Though? I've always wanted to do a live album. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was a kid, I was inspired by people who did live albums so you know like Kurt Franklin and the yeah. family they had live Ooh, albums yeah. uh I'm testing your knowledge you're like mm-hmm. Ron Canoli yes. he was like a uh a worship leader a black man mm-hmm. mo- with a multi-generational multicultural movement and yeah. that just like blew me away <laughs> and to see live the live experience I was always drawn to it so when I was young I always wanted to do something like that on yeah. my own yeah because I, I, when I saw your um because I watched the documentary nice um, I saw that everybody was multicultural, mm-hmm. from the instrument players all the way down to the singers. Yeah. Was that the agenda, to make sure everybody was different sets of cultures involved? Mm. You know what? I love this question, but more than, and not even more than, versus it being an agenda, it was more so the heart. That's yeah. just me, who I am. Um, I'm a bridge builder. That's, That's part of my purpose is to bridge generations and cultures. So I didn't make a list like, hey, we need a white guitar player. <laughs> we need a we need a Mexican uh, percussionist. It was all these things that I just, it's my heart to yeah. bring people together. And these yeah. were all my friends, you know I what I'm like saying? That. So, yeah, it was great. What do you think was probably the hardest part during the live recording process? Mm, the hardest part. Um so for the most part, everybody was remote. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't in the same place. What? Uh, yeah, people from Tampa, Florida, people from Atlanta, people from Macon, and up 
like months leading up to the event, we had no rehearsal together. Wow. So that first rehearsal, you saw it on the docuseries, yeah. like that first rehearsal, it was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Literally, you with the oh, do-rag. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I don't even know if we can do this event right now, you know? But the beautiful thing is um, everybody just zoned in mm -hmm. and we were able to come and, and God breathed on it. And yeah. it, it became just this beautiful experience, not just for me, but my dream coming to pass was also making some other dreams come true. And that was my heart the whole time, that it yeah. wasn't just about me, but the people involved, too. That's good. How old are you? I am. Um, how, how young do I look? About 26, 27. I love that. I love that. Give me 10 years and then you'll be right on. 36? Mm-hmm. Swear. Yeah. How? Yeah. My mama now. Yeah, my, my mama now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? you would tell yourself back then that mm. you know now the 26 year old me 26 year old wow so 26 year old me i um i had just gone through a major crisis in my life and god kind of or he didn't kind of he reshaped my perspective of my relationship with him i battled with like um severe depression mm -hmm. and i i tried to commit suicide twice wow. by that time Thank and um uh, the last time i was 23 and the Lord met me in the hospital room in recovery and was redefining my whole view. That's a whole crazy story. But in a nutshell, um, I got involved in church and ministry very young. I was mm -hmm. nine years old. Wow. And when you're young and trying to figure out yourself, you're trying to figure yeah. out life, you're, you're impressionable, mm -hmm. you're learning your, what, is, what are my values going to be? Who am I going to be in this <laughs> world? And everything in my life was centered around church yeah. that's where we were all the time mm -hmm. both my parents were heavily involved so I didn't have a choice it was work I mean well no it was home school church in that order over and over Literally. again every day we were at church for something I don't care if it was uh, for a service or <laughs> serving some chicken yeah. <laughs> not serving uh, some chicken yeah the chicken's gonna be in heaven oh no listen Chick-fil-a gonna forever be blessed Most but they ain't got nothing on that chicken from some of these revivals I used they to go really to. They really don't. You see what I'm saying? They don't. I'm talking about the mothers being there throwing down. With the pound cake. Listen, so I, I grew up in that culture, in that atmosphere, and I, I gathered false identity and value from the applause. Wow. If I sang good and mm -hmm. the people clapped, that meant God was happy with me, the people were happy with me, I was accepted, I was doing something good. Mm. When you're 9, 10 years old and you frame your life and expectancy and all that around that false identity, by the time I got 19 and 20, if the people didn't do this or if the worship set didn't go how I yeah. imagined it to go or if I didn't feel something or the people didn't run around the church, I would be in a deep depression because for me, it meant that I was missing it with God. Mm. It meant that man, maybe God has left me or maybe I'm not, you know, saved. I was, it would be so dramatic. So anyway, by the time uh, all those things happened, there was one Sunday I was going through a lot. I was in a crazy, like, relationship. I was living just this crazy double and triple life, and it just seemed like nobody saw me. All they cared about was my gift. Wow. And um, after service, people were clapping, and I got in my little car, went to my apartment, and I tried to take everything out of the medicine cabinet, straight up. Really? And yeah, this was on a Sunday afternoon after church, after a horrible worship set. <laughs> I mean, it was wow. so bad. I'm like, I couldn't sing nothing right. We got rebuked by the pastor that day. It what? was rough. It, it was, was like rough. Brian so Carr situation. yeah, man. Sunday afternoon, 
I tried to take my life by taking all these pills. I ended up passing out. There was a maintenance schedule to change the filters. Wow. And Mr. Willie, this guy, he's, he's an older gentleman. He's passed away now, but he would come, change the filters, saw me laying in my living room floor and call the ambulance. Wow. And here I am at a, uh, a med stop. They take me to, uh, it was called the Medical Center Downtown Make it. I think it's got a different name now, yeah. but in there waking up and one of the things I felt God speak to me in that moment I'm sitting there embarrassed. I'm a minister. I don't got ordained as a, min oh, a music minister. Like I'm like, there. they going to tell the people. It's going to get out. It's going to be like, oh, who is this guy? We thought he was all holy. And God met me in that hospital room and told me, you hear that? There was no music. There was no preaching. There was no dance team or flags or anything like that. It was just the sound of my heartbeat on this monitor. He said, that's what I care about. Wow. That's what means the most to me. Wow. That rhythm, that song, your heart. And from that point on, I was like, it's about God and a relationship with him. The gifts, the talents, the call titles, all that stuff means nothing in the end. But if our hearts are not in a posture of relationship, it has no value. So me telling 26-year-old yeah. me today is that it's going to get better and yeah. you're going to grow. And the things that you think are super valuable and you're like depressed over right now, you're going to see that. The true value is in the relationship with that's God, good. not the relationship with your gifts. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I took a long way, but I had to set some context. <laughs> oh, no, that's that. good. I like yeah. that. So what would you say your relationship is now? I am in a really great place that's of good. the freedom and the love and the, and the grace of like God. That. Understanding, like, it's not about my works. Mm -hmm. Like, God sent his son, Jesus, to come and do a work that I could not do. Yeah. No matter how talented I am, no matter how anointed I may be and how many people prophesy, had not Jesus given his life and died and rose again, none of this would be possible. So now I just live every day trying to be better than the last mm -hmm. um, and getting into the word, being more consistent and doing the little things right yeah. instead of trying to be like, I got to be this influencer and <laughs> yeah. I gotta be perfect and all yeah. that like I live in the freedom knowing like I am not a perfect guy yeah I'm like Paul in in Romans 7 wretched man yeah. that I am when I would do good <laughs> evil is always, always present, present. <laughs> bro like when I would be quiet yeah. I really want to cuss this guy out you know what yeah. I'm saying but like <laughs> you bless you out right but now. listen oh no I want to cuss, cuss. <laughs> let him have it. but that's you know the the work of Christ is understanding that even in our, you know, mistakes and yeah. our, you know, drama and the stuff in our own minds, he loves us and his spirit um, gives us the strength to live a righteous life. Yeah. And if I miss the mark, understanding, like, I can get up again. Most definitely. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. good. So do you think music, like, kind of, like, your purpose kind of got in the way of your relationship? Mm. Purpose as far as, like... Music-wise, like okay, I want to make sure I'm doing good with music. Mm. It kind of got in the way of relationship. Mm, yeah, I think the gifts definitely got in front of the giver. It distracted like me from where they came from. And yeah. I, I started to worship what I did instead mm -hmm. of who I did it for. That's good. Yeah. So how did you learn the giver now? Because I listened to all your new music. Yeah. Yeah, your style of music kind of changed on this song right here. Sure. So why, what made, what was the change for, because you added in the girl rapper, which 
Thank you. Now, what made you change up your style? Because you also did another one um, with Zeno. Mm -hmm. That one, like your whole style from like you listen to your worship album. It's like this dude is a worshiper, mm -hmm. but then this dude also get crunk. Mm -hmm. What? How did you get to that level? Like, okay, I know how to turn up as well. Wow. So I've always been this guy. Um, I've just. I was so, again, trying to fit into the identity I thought was mm -hmm. expected of me. Yeah. I would cut off some of my wings. Yeah. I wouldn't spread them all the way. People who know me from, like, my like my day ones, the albums that were never released to the public. Oh, you got unreleased music. Yeah. Was. I mean, on there, I'm rapping. I'm doing spoken word. I'm singing. Wow. I'm worshiping. So I'm just a creative. Mm -hmm. And music is just a platform to express that. And yeah. whatever I'm feeling in the moment is true to that. And so... When 2020 happened and the quarantine and there was a lot of like um, racial tension going on, it was hard to sing. Yeah. I wanted to like, like say something and something that wasn't just about being preachy, but crying out to God, like, God, I don't understand this world and these things that I'm feeling. And so a certain edge was reintroduced. Mm. But I was trying to stuff the rapper, <laughs> the, the spoken word guy back because, you know, uh, in an industry where it's very limited and yeah. you have to be a certain thing in a certain way <laughs> to fit in a certain program or we play you on this station, but we can't play you on this one because you, you were singing, but then you start rapping, so we can't play it. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a mess, yeah. you know? But to be a free, independent artist mm -hmm. in the, every sense of the word, if I feel it, that's what I'm going to write. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to be signed? I don't mind having conversations with a label that is interested in the purpose and the vision mm -hmm. um, that God has given me. But also, I feel like I could learn a few things, too. So yeah. when that time comes, I think the conversations will be what they need to yeah. be. Mm -hmm. Now, Charles D. King started out, mm -hmm. we were first introduced to you on Bobby Jones Gospel. Yeah. Then it went to Joyful Noise. Mm hmm how did that happen? So two crazy stories. I was serving at my home church um, mm -hmm. on a good Sunday. We might have had 40 people. And I mean, we were doing great. <laughs> yeah, I did my thing. It was me, a drummer, and two singers. Wow. And uh, it was every week. But that was my world. We were in the middle of the hood in Macon, Georgia. Shout mm -hmm. out my hometown, <laughs> uh, Macon, Georgia. And we were there every week just wow. rehearsing and singing and leading and uh, the power of Facebook. I posted a video on Facebook of oh. me just freestyling a mm -hmm. song, making it up for, on a video. This is when Instagram first started letting you do videos. Uh -huh. It was like yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah. It was like Vine, then Instagram came. <laughs> so anyway, I did a 15-second clip of me freestyling, and somebody who was associated with like the Stella Award saw it, Wow. Uh, sent me a message, said, hey, you should try out for this showcase in Nashville oh. for the Stella Awards. I was like, Okay, there was like, and it's gonna be like five hundred dollars to get on. I'm like, I ain't got no five hundred dollars. So anyway, I talked to uh, my godma, who's a pastor, and mm -hmm. I talked to some other leaders. Like, hey, I, I really would love to try out for this thing. Yeah. Um, and so they donated money to wow. get, help me get a rental car and to drive myself to Nashville to this thing. What? Now, <laughs> I get there to the showcase. I'm waiting all night to sing. Yeah. And I never saw. Him. Huh. Never called my name. I paid my money, didn't get my money back. Yo. Are you serious? Didn't the church that, that donated? Never called so my chicken? name. So I'm 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 mad. 
I'm, a, I'm yeah. mad with God. I'm mad with the industry. I'm like, I knew it. You know, I was fine in the hood at my yeah. church. Anyway, I'm checking out uh, the hotel the next morning, and uh, I'm mad. And there was this gentleman there. He saw my guitar. He said, hey, were you at the venue last night for the thing? Did you ever sing? I was like, no. Nah. He was like, I'm going to a breakfast. You want to come with me? I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, it's a breakfast for songwriters. I was like, oh, I could learn something, at least yeah. get something out of it. I get off the elevator. It's the ASCAP. They're wow. honoring uh, Tasha Cobb's, uh, Tasha Cobb Leonard now, and uh, Ty Tribbett mm -hmm. that morning. And it was beautiful. And across from me was a representative from BT. <laughs> Saw my guitar. I had posted, I had a little postcard. She was <laughs> like, oh, okay, I see you. you. You sing, you do something. Sing something for me right now. <gasps> Put me on the spot. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I just sung a chorus and a verse of a song I wrote and that I hadn't released yet. And uh, she was crying, gave me her card. It had BET logo. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I heard nothing for like three months. Wow. And then I got a random call uh, to be a part of the Celebration of Gospel, which led to the Bobby Jones Gospel Show. Wow. So, yeah. And how was it? It was amazing. Like, it was amazing. Listen, scared? the Bobby Jones Gospel Show, that's huge I in the gospel community. I think it was like the longest running cable yeah. network show or something of all time. Yeah. Legends. You weren't scared? Play, oh, I was nervous. <laughs> so nervous that during sound check at the Bobby Jones, uh -huh. I dropped my guitar, like dropped no. it on the stage. <laughs> like, and I'm sitting there. Let me give you perspective. In the room, there's no audience yet, but other artists are waiting to come up so they can do a wow. sound check. It's B.B. Wine that's over here, his brothers. You over there with all the big people. Listen. Legends. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Shirley Caesar sitting no, right there. No, not grandma. Bobby Jones. Oh, listen. <laughs> Man, I'm in there. I'm like, God, why am I here? Yeah. I was just in making Georgia in the hood. Like, how am I even here? And Lord, right I was just complaining, saying I could have stayed at my little. Seriously, <laughs> man. But God has a plan, and it's always like right place. How many times in Scripture do we see that Moses, yeah. right place, right, right time, time to be snatched up out that water, Literally. raised in Pharaoh's house, and then boom, here he is. You know what I mean? Literally. So it's just like. God has a plan for your life, and anybody who's watching, I don't care where you are right now. God, if he promised it to you, he's going to make it happen. It's not up to you to make it happen. He's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally. How did you learn how to play guitar? Um. So one Christmas, my dad gave me 100 books, and I wanted something that traveled better than the keyboard, so I just bought a guitar. Not travel better than the keyboard. Yeah, I, you can't get on, you know, the road with a big old keyboard. That is around. true. Like, ah. So, uh, but then I was watching other uh, guitar players, and one of my mentors, his name is Leon Timbo, he played a guitar. Wow. I was like, whoa, a black dude with a guitar, that's cool. And I saw like Lenny Kravitz mm -hmm. and other people. I was like, yeah. that's a vibe. I think I want to yeah. try that. So, yeah, I just picked up a guitar and just like all the other instruments, just. He just went with self -taught it. Self taught. What? Yeah. What about piano? Was it self-taught or did you same, have like, are same you serious? Thing, yeah. Wow. So I bet your, mom, your dad was like, look, I need you to hop on the keys real quick. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. That's him. Come you, on, June You, you, you going to, yes. <laughs> yes. Those of you who don't know, that's my nickname. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you family now. Yeah, you yeah. don't say that name, oh, you family. June <laughs> Y'all have to watch the documentary to get yeah, out of this stuff. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah, check it's that really out. good. Like even you said you couldn't even go to the house, mm -hmm. but y'all first lived at because yeah. why? It was a rough neighborhood. In fact, oh. like I drove just recently, maybe a year and a half ago, back to the neighborhood just to see it, and the house is gone completely. Are you serious? Yeah, man. During that time, like the mid '90s, that yeah. big 
era of East Coast, West Coast, mm-hmm. gang violence was really heightened. It was really rough. Seriously. And so there's some, and people who know like street code, you know, if you show up with a bunch of cameras and you're going to shoot a video, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to check in. <laughs> you can't just walk up on some places because these blocks and these streets are like owned. And you by certain, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I got all these random people, you know, a guy <laughs> from Korea, <laughs> got a Mexican like a guy. Colors like, hey, y'all, are y'all the feds out here with all these cameras? Yeah. Like, who are you? So <laughs> I didn't want to put everybody else in, in danger because yeah. I don't, I haven't been there so long. I don't even know. They like, probably like, who is this dude? Mm-mm. I'm like, nah, we're going we gonna to go to the nice part that we were. <laughs> we'll leave the other part alone. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think is next for your musical career? Man, I wish I knew that answer. I'm every day just trying to steward what's in front of me at the time. You know, there are promises that God has made to me and visions. Of course, like I have five-year goals and things that I write down uh, according to like Habakkuk chapter 2-3, write the vision, make it plain. But to be honest, like I don't know. Like I didn't expect to be sitting here talking to you. You know, like you just hit me up on Instagram and boom, here we are like (laughs) doing this interview. So um, everything so far, I find that I have the most peace and Mm -hmm. the most joy just relaxing and creating and stewarding what's in front of me yeah. now. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I if like I'm that. if I'm at Stella Awards performing, great. If I'm at my home church again visiting <laughs> and singing to forty people, great. I'm cool. You know Tomorrow what I mean? belongs so, to God. Thank you, sure. Bishop T D Jakes, for that. Hey, come on somebody. <laughs> Bishop T D Jakes. That was a good message that tomorrow belongs you. to God. For real. Uh, what do you where do you go to church at first of all? So right now I am contracting um, leading worship, helping worship ministries all across the country build wow. cultures. And so the pastors that I currently like talk to are mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. It's mm-hmm. Forward City Church, South oh. Carolina. Yeah, really? Pastor Travis. Yeah, and Travis Jack. and Jack. Yeah, that's family. So I'll be online and doing that and, and serving there. And that's, that's where I pay so my tithes and all that good stuff. Pay my tithes. Hey, hey God. <laughs> yeah, it's good ground. Offer. It's good ground It is over a there. good ground because they don't <laughs> elevate it. For real. Like, man, I love that. That's my family. That elevation of the whole like new church, everything. Yeah. That was beautiful. Definitely the service. Um, uh, who preached it? Uh, Michael Todd preached it. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Um, what do you think that you will be more known as or would like to be more known as like worship artist or rapper? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, and I don't think I'm exclusively either one. Yeah. But if somebody were to say something about me, I just, my hope is that they see a young creative who love God, love yeah. people, um, and just did everything I could to fulfill my purpose. That's I like it. That. Yeah. If I'm. If I'm singing, rapping, preaching, yeah. podcasting, yeah. whatever the medium is, I'm called to be a voice. That's good. That's my purpose, to be a voice that's a bridge between generations and cultures. That's the purpose of my life. Wow. And however I execute that purpose, mm-hmm. that's up to God and the timing. I like that. Now, I can say this. Like, yeah, you are definitely a creative, and uh, we are on the creative to be creative. So Let's go. You are created to be creative. Uh-huh. Um, but something that God has been speaking to me is, like, I've been so, I am a creative. Mm. I do podcasts. I play the saxophone. I take pictures. Video, Come on. All that good stuff, talk right? Talk that talk. But I'm more so, I realize I'm more so a visionary. Yes. Right? Um because I feel like in order to be a creative, you have to be a visionary as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people lack on the vision side of their gift, and they don't have a vision for themselves because they're so busy trying to do everybody trying else's vision. Mm. So I will honestly say that you are a visionary as well. Wow. Um, you literally did a live recording 
and a documentary mm-hmm. at the same time. You were really hands on. What would you say to your visionary side right now? Like, what would you say your level is and how you've grown it? Mm, that's a man. That's a powerful question. Thank you for like making me sound <laughs> super important. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think it just it all comes with. So for me, I think every creative has the ability to be a visionary. Yeah. Painters, you see a blank canvas. We people may see a blank canvas, but you already see the picture before it's painted. That's good. Musicians, songwriters, you hear the song before it's done. When yeah. I did the live album, I saw the show, I saw the recording, wow. I saw the docuseries before I saw it. I don't know who preached the message, but it was saying, literally, you have to see it yeah. before you see it. Yeah. And I think the power to every, the superpower for every creative is to have vision yeah. and purpose behind your gift. So That's for me, like, I think I'm still growing in that, yeah. to be completely honest. I just have these wild ideas, and I'm like, <laughs> How can we get this done? Yeah. You know? So that's it. That's good. When you was doing your docuseries, did you have, like, any, like, regards? Like, hey, I don't want it to be like this, but I want it to be like this. Like, did you have any, like, oh, I don't want it to be boring? Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't boring. It was actually really entertaining, but it was really short. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you only gave us a little nugget? First of all, like, it was going to be, like, a 15, like, a total 15-minute recap of the whole weekend. But then quarantine happened so everybody's oh. sitting home anyway so i'm like why don't i just make a couple little youtube <laughs> clips and you know see what happens and it you turned into this docu okay <laughs> it turned into a docuseries telling the story of how we made uh the live album and yeah. there were so many stories connected to that and we didn't even know like we made history at the yep. douglas theater i'm like literally how how did this even happen <laughs> we were just trying to do a live concert and really? boom god just set us up Really? How did you get the Douglas Theater? So um, the Douglas Theater is a legendary venue yeah. in downtown Macon, Georgia. Some of the greatest have played yeah. that stage. Otis Red and James Brown, Ray Charles. All these people have played the stage. So You're like the I, first Christian artist? You know what? The first gospel <laughs> artist to record a live album on the stage. Exactly. That's powerful. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, you know, like, that's God, yeah. man. Like. That's insane, man. I just I think about it now, and I'm like, hold up. I was 10 years old at that same venue, and my mom was a part of a hair show. Wow. And I was sitting in the balcony daydreaming like, because, again, I told you, I've always wanted to do, yeah. like, a live event of some sort. And I'm daydreaming at 10 years old, like, doing a show, and then here I am all those years later. Doing a show. True. Yo, like, there was a moment during the concert, I think it's even on the album, mm. too, where I'm talking to the people. Yeah. And it dawned on me like, y'all, this was a dream of mine. You wow. know, like this was once a dream and God made it come true. And I wanted to encourage every creative in that room that night that you can wake up and and come alive with your gifts and your vision. Don't let it die. That's good. For sure. That's good. Now, how did you get to Douglas Theater? Oh, great question. Uh that I didn't answer, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Um I called him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they lied real quick. No, I had a couple other venues, uh, and I had a date in mind, and it just so happened they had the exact date. Wow. And everything lined up how it was supposed to, and little did I know, Sovereign God, yeah. he orchestrated all that stuff to really? where I didn't even realize we were going to be making history, and uh, God gave me favor with the Douglas Theater. Now I'm like a partner with the Douglas Theater wow. and like doing virtual events and all kinds Are of stuff. Serious? So the Douglas is family. I'm yeah. so 
honored to get involved with anything that they do because it's such a legacy there. Yeah. Rich yeah. history too. So yeah. That's what's up. Now we're gonna hit your pockets real quick. Let's do it. How much did you spend on this live recording? Ooh. Carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> um it was a nice little bag. Yeah. Cause you got travel, mm-hmm. hotel, you got production, yeah. venue. Yeah. People got to eat. Video. You know. The theater. (laughs) All of it. And the the mixing, mastering, packaging, artwork, banners. Yeah, Yeah, it was a nice little. About 10,000? More? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Call him. Yeah. (laughs) Because when you're an independent artist and you're you're funding a lot of it. And and thank God I had a couple, you know, angel investors that helped out for sure. But. Man, it's real in the field, but <laughs> it's real. you got to invest in yourself. You I do. believe in that. You, you do. know, no, nobody's going to believe in what you do more than you. Yeah. And if I'm, if I want other people to sew in something, I got to believe in it enough to sew in it myself. That's good. That's yeah. good. What do you think is going to be your next song that's going to drop out? Oh man. Um, I'm working on a record right now, uh-huh. actually, uh, for the summer. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's called dance with me. Mm. Ooh, I'm giving y'all an exclusive it's right exclusive. now. But it's another summer bop. Can I Get a Witness is like growing and going crazy that song right is, now. The video and the song is crazy. Good. Yeah, man. Shout out Maisha Walker. Yeah. Shout out Queen Philly. Everybody involved with that. You know, it's just, man, we had fun. I can tell. Fun. We had a lot of now, fun. Now, what made you want to do it at the beach? Like, who came up like with the whole like idea of the video? Like, mm. Do you do all that stuff? or The visionary, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I literally, when I started producing the track, Oh, so you like, did your own track? Yeah, I was like, this feels like summertime. And I did this last October. I started yeah. making this track. So I was playing it, and it just popped in my head. Same way the live recording. I know when it's time to do a song, when I can see the performance or I can wow. see the video. And I'm like, oh, this is something we're going <laughs> to write on. I did like three other beats today. This is the one we're writing on. <laughs> wow. And so I had it in, in my mind the whole time. I don't know what beach we're going to go to, but... You know, Clearwater Beach looks nice. Let's go down there, get some friends, some cameras, and just make it happen. Wow. And that's what we did. That's what's up. So you do all your beats, mm-hmm. writing, everything. Like, that's just, it just came. I love it. It just happened. I love it. It was just a gift. I, it's a gift from God, for real. And I have, like, like so my family is musical. My brother is a producer. Wow. He hopped on a song that I did uh, the end of 2020 called Here From Heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some other musician friends that I meet along the way that I yeah. get to, hey, can you play this for me? Can you sing this for me? Or co-writing. And yeah. so I love collaborating with other creators. I think that's a that's an art that needs to be done even more we're seeing that in the industry you know people like maverick city and these collaboration with artists and cross-pollination with genres it's it's a beautiful thing to see happen but yeah i love creating music that's what's up for sure what do you think you're gonna do with the work though because you got a little word in you You say what am i gonna do with the word yeah yeah i'm doing something now huh it's in the music um you think you ever preach oh yeah i preached my first sermon when i was 12 years old and it came from Hebrews 11 and 1. Oh, wow. Now faith. Huh? <laughs> that's everybody. Now faith. <laughs> Woo, that's it. You just say that right yeah. there and somebody's church going to explode. Yeah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. I was 12 years old. And um, it was just amazing to see 
how that was spoken over my life as a kid. And yeah. My dad preached. And wow. so I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do this too. Yeah, thank but, you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. The message is not restricted to sermon. Yeah. It can be done in song and conversation. Yeah. Now, real quick, what would you say to a young guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to wrap it up. But um, what would you say to a young guy who was want to be a rapper, mm-hmm. um, but he's in the faith? And so now he's hearing about Christian rap um, because a lot of people don't know. A lot of black kids don't know about Christian rap Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. Uh, What would you say to him who would like to be a rapper, but also, you know, it's other avenues that you can do like Christian rap. And what would you say to him? To a young guy who's not in the faith, you said? Yep. Um, Or the young guy who is in the faith who wants to be a rapper. Sure. But don't know, like God can let you do Christian rap and you can still be. You got diamonds on. Like, you can stay. Like, yeah, dreads. Come on now. You can still I just, you with know, it. I, I think I, it's so much I would say to young creators. And it's, it's one of my passions and things that I, I, I love young people. That's my ministry. Young yeah. people, the next generation. Um, it's a lot of things I would say to him. But first, I would encourage him that whatever his gift is, whatever he feel is that comes to him natural. He could do it in his sleep. He could wake up every day and do it without it feeling like a chore. That's something to lean into. If yeah. God has given you a passion for something, a skill for something, to lean into that. And don't allow re- the spirit of religion or anything outside of your relationship with God to box you in. I've seen so many so many creatives go into a creative graveyard yeah. because they are planted in places where the ground is just toxic and they can't grow and flourish like they need to because where they are is the gift is being choked out. Yeah. Right. So I would encourage him uh, to lean into what comes natural. Uh, if he's in the faith, continue to be in the word mm-hmm. because one of the misconceptions in Christian hip hop or the CHH space it's still a very um, small, yeah. uh, people know Lecrae, mm-hmm. they know 1K Few, and Reach Records. Yeah. And then everybody else we kind of like figure out along yeah. the way. So that's just a... a and I'm a, coming in hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just shows you the Andy Mendios yeah. and the Aaron Cole. Yeah. You know, these people are awesome, but there are hundreds really of is. really good artists like who you. can like <laughs> work, thank you, who can work, play, and put things together, but... Uh, it's just it's not celebrated because I don't think we've always stewarded well. Yeah. We we've been so focused on the vibe mm-hmm. that we didn't concentrate on the message. And That's I would good. encourage the young creative not only you know get the vibe and learn it, mm-hmm. but like get the word too because we have to have a message. When the music stops and the vibe is gone and the lights stop flashing, what's gonna last is the word of God That's from good. generation to generation. It's never gonna change. Yeah. The vibe will change, mm-hmm. style will change, yeah. hairstyles will change, but the word of God will never change. That's good. Yeah. Where how do you study your word? Let's ask you that real quick. Then we're gonna end it up, but yeah. how do you study your word? Man, I grew up in a church. <laughs> I grew up in the where church. <laughs> they taught you how to pray. There was mm-hmm. no games played. Yeah. You know? And they taught you how to study the word. Yeah. Don't just take the preacher's word for yeah. it. You know, you gotta go. And the word I learned was exergese. Have you heard that word yeah. before? Ooh, that's a church that's a word right there, boy. That means for the saints, saints. that don't know, yeah. it means to break it down. That yeah. means to explain. So when I read the word, I like having my Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sometimes I use my phone, but I'm kind of old school. I like yeah. the feel like of the them. paper. Yeah, I like the little the little feel of them yeah. pages. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You turn the page. So 
the Bible, I have like a regular dictionary, yeah. a Bible dictionary, uh-huh. a concordance. Uh, I may open up like Google mm-hmm. now, a lot of information because I love studying scripture and going back into the times and customs. Because sometimes we'll look at a scripture and we try to interpret it in our Western yeah. mindset and culture. That's true. To where it's completely taken out of context. That's true. You know, like this idea of women should be silent in church. Yeah. That's out of context. That's out of context. That's not what was happening. Yeah. These men was meeting, yeah. and the wives were outside shouting over the wall to their husbands, what's going on at the house and what we need to go on? And the man of God was like, hey, guys, when we in here meeting, you know, make sure you tell your wives not to be hollering over the wall. <laughs> but what we do, women should shouldn't be preaching in church. Like, we take it, and it's just. Yeah. So, anyway, don't get me started. I got, I got a bunch of them. But, <laughs> um, yeah, just really, don't just read the word, but, like, read it. Yeah. And I love it. And fall in love with the word. That's good. Yeah. Fall in love with the word, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, real quick, drop yeah. your social handles, how they can find you on Apple Music. Don't just type in Charles King. Yeah. Type don't do Charles that because you're going to pull up everybody but me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram at this is Charles D. King. Uh, and if you go to my Instagram, there's a link in my bio that'll take you everywhere else, uh, including the music, the YouTube. Um, you search in Charles, middle initial D as in David, mm-hmm. but that's not my middle name. Mm-hmm. Last name King, it'll come up. AKA Junebug, y'all. Hey. Thank you for coming out here. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for having me. This yes. is incredible. Yes. Kudos to you. I Blessings you. to you for this amazing platform. It's going to grow. I think I receive it. We're going to, you know, it's going to be some more powerful people sitting in Most this definitely. seat. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah. you're going to be able to say, you made history. I, what? What? God is good. Y'all better tune in. That's what y'all better do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having y'all keep creating. Yeah.